Hollywood Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. We appreciate all of you. We're glad that you're here today. If you have your Bibles, would you please take them out and turn in them in the New Testament to the Gospel of Matthew and chapter number 2. If you don't have a, a Bible with you, there should be one under a chair in front of you, and you can turn in that Bible in the, in the uh, back portion to page number 1, and you would be at Matthew chapter 2. Now, most of us are aware of something called the domino effect. And the domino effect has its roots literally with dominoes, where you take dominoes and you place them on end in, in a row, and the idea is, is that you push one domino over, which then hits another domino and hits another domino, and one falls and another falls and another and then another, and there's a chain reaction. And that little concept has become known as a domino effect. And I just want to show you a little video clip of someone who took a series of dominoes and very creatively laid them out to demonstrate a domino effect. So notice this little clip. Yeah! What a deal. Someone spent a lot of time creatively laying out dominoes. And the idea, again, is that one domino falls into another, which falls into another, which falls into another, and that leads to an ultimate result, which is, in this case, they claimed a new domino record in the way they had configured all of that. Well, we have Christmas, obviously, on the horizon when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And sometimes we forget that there's really a domino effect involved with Christmas. There is indeed an event that begins with Christmas, but leads to another event, which leads to another event, which leads to another event, and leads to another event, and then to an ultimate result event. And what happens a lot of times at Christmas is we get so zoomed in on those first few dominoes that we forget the ultimate result of all of this, which is going to be a new worldwide kingdom. It begins with Christmas, but it goes far beyond that. Now, the little talk we're going to have today I have entitled, The Star That Becomes a Kingdom. And the Christmas star, the Christmas story begins with that star, is really the first domino and that first domino of the Christmas star appearing leads to another event and another event and another event and a whole series of events, a chain reaction of events. And what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about that domino effect, and I want to look at what the ultimate result of all this is going to be. So it begins with the star. And if you have your Bibles open, I want you to look at Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Notice it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, and they were asking this, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. 
And then let your eyes go down to verse 4. Gathering together then all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he, that is Herod, inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet some seven centuries before. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then let your eyes go down to verse 8 when it says, and so he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after coming into the house, verse 11, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see that there was a domino effect already in play here. The first domino was that star that appeared shining. And that star that was shining has great symbolism and great significance behind it. And in order to understand that more fully, I want us to go from Matthew to two Gospels to the right to Luke chapter 2. So all we're doing is tracking a little bit of this domino effect that began with the very first domino being the star, but the star is destined ultimately to become a kingdom. Now, I just want to give you a little orientation to Luke chapter 2. Uh, what's going on here is that there is a man in Jerusalem whose name is Simeon, and Simeon was an older man who was righteous and devout who was filled with the Holy Spirit, who was looking for the Messiah. Jesus was who that would turn out to be. And what had happened with Simeon is that the Lord God had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had actually seen the Messiah. And so he is at the temple, and Jesus' parents come to the temple to dedicate Jesus to God. And I want you to notice in Luke 2, verse 21. When eight days had passed before his circumcision, speaking of Jesus, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now go down to verse 25. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Messiah. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he, Simeon, took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, 
which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and his mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. Now, the key verses in this section that I want to focus on, verses 29 to 32. And you notice he says, Simeon does, in verse 30, my eyes have seen your salvation. And then he describes Jesus in verse 32 as a light of revelation to the Gentiles or to the nations. And again, the idea here is that star was the first domino in a series of events. The light of his kingdom with that star had just begun to shine forth. Later in his life when he was grown, Jesus said this in John 8, 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will have the light of life. And all I'm trying to show us is that star that appeared was the first domino in the domino effect. It set a series of events, and we're already looking at them, into motion. And the idea is to look at those series of events, but also to realize there's an ultimate result in mind. And the ultimate result is that one day there will be the kingdom of Jesus that will fill the earth. Now, we're not going to turn there, but in Matthew 13, uh, Jesus shares some pictures of the kingdom, some parables of the kingdom. And in one of them, he says this, the, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Now, the mustard seed was the smallest seed that you could have. And he says, the kingdom that is to come is like this mustard seed, and it is planted, and then it grows. You see, there's domino effects. And eventually, it becomes the largest of all the garden plants. In fact, it gets so big that it has big branches, and the birds are able to nest in the shade of the mustard tree. And what really Jesus was saying is that one day, what began really with that star as the first domino in a series of events, is one day going to result in this giant kingdom that will exist. Bethlehem is just the beginning of a domino effect. Now we've looked at uh, Matthew 2, we've looked at, at Luke 2. I want us to go back in the Old Testament to look at another book, Daniel chapter 2. So if you would turn with me, you have Ezekiel, and then you have Daniel, and then you have Hosea. So if you get there, uh, you will, you'll be close if you find Ezekiel or Hosea to Daniel chapter 2. And what's happening in Daniel 2 is there is a glimpse given to us of the future here in verses 31 to 35. And I'll just remind you what's going on here. What happens is that Nebuchadnezzar has this dream, and in this dream there's this statue, and the statue represents the major empires of world history. And we, we learn from chapter 2 and verse 31 that as this statue was in this dream that it was large 
And it was of extraordinary splendor. And its appearance was awesome. And so you have this statue that represents the major empires of the world, an awesome thing because the empires all stacked together are very awesome. But what happens in the story is in the dream is that a stone appears. And notice Daniel is saying to Nebuchadnezzar in verse 34, he says, you continued looking at the statue until a stone was cut out without hands. That indicates divine action. And it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. And then the iron, the clay, the bronze, and the silver that make up, and the gold that make up this statue were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. In this dream with these world empires all piled on top of one another, this stone that obviously has divine origins appears, and it comes down, and it just pulverizes this statue that represents all the world empires. And then the stone becomes a great mountain that fills the earth. What does all that really mean? Well, the interpretation is given to us in Daniel 2, beginning with verse 44 there. This is the idea. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all of these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. Notice verse 45. Inasmuch as you saw a stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron and the bronze and the clay and the silver and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will take place in the future. This dream is true, and its interpretation is trustworthy. You see, the light of the kingdom that is coming begins at Bethlehem with that star that appears. But it's just the first domino in a domino series of events that will occur. But what I want us to have a handle on is that the ultimate result of all of this, that one day the kingdom of Jesus Christ is going to fill the entire earth, begins with a star. But that star, ultimately, if you follow the effect all the way through, becomes a kingdom. Now, with all that in mind, I want to ask a couple of questions. And the first question is this. If there's going to ultimately be a kingdom that will fill the whole earth, who is going to be included in the kingdom? Good question to ask. Because it's not going to be everybody. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says it very plainly. It says this. There is salvation in no one else besides the person of Christ. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be delivered. 
It's saying that the only way anyone gets included in what is the ultimate result of the eternal kingdom, the only way you can be included is through the person of Jesus Christ. Now, why is that? Well, in part, it's because we can never be good enough. That's the big American notion. The way that you get to heaven, the way that you get to the ultimate kingdom, the way that you find forgiveness with God is you stack up your good. And the reality is we can never be good enough. We cannot be good enough to earn our way into the kingdom. Salvation comes no place else. There's no other name by which we can be delivered except the name of Jesus Christ. We could never be good enough, and we could never pay for sin, because here's the way the justice of God works. It says if you sin, if you live independent, if you go your own way, if you do your own thing, then you have to pay for that. And we can't pay for it, but that's what the person of Christ came to do. He came to the planet for one primary purpose, and that was to pay for your sin and for mine. One of my favorite verses is in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 36. It says this, He who believes in the Son, believes means to entrust and to rest on, to count on. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, will be part of the ultimate kingdom. But it goes on to say, He who does not believe in the Son will not see life but the wrath of God abides upon him. You know, we have in our, in our world very many different people groups, very many different cultures. We have very many different uh, colors of people, red, yellow, black, and white, so forth. But you know, from the Bible's perspective, it says there's really only two types of people in the world, only two kinds. Those who believe in the Son those who are counting on what Christ has done when he died for them, who have eternal life, that's one group, one type, and the other type are those who do not believe in the Son, who the Bible says will not see life, and even worse, the wrath of God abides upon them. I don't know all of you personally, but I do know this, there's only two types of people here today. How many of each only God really knows, and maybe only you know where you stand. But there's only two types of people. This is where it's all going, men and women. This is the ultimate result. And the key thing is God and us. We, we want to see you included in the kingdom. This is the ultimate domino effect. This is where it's going. It began with a star, but it ends with the kingdom. Second question is not only who's to be included in the kingdom, that's a very critical one because that determines per a person's eternal destiny, but the second question is this, what are the children of the kingdom to do? We're not there yet. The dominoes haven't all fallen to that point yet. And here's what, I don't know if you thought about this, but you know, we are dominoes. 
We are dominoes in this ongoing event. In fact, what's interesting is that somebody fell into you, and we have an opportunity to fall into others. See, somebody had an impact spiritually in your life. We have an opportunity to have an impact spiritually in other people's lives. The light that began with that star in Bethlehem is spread through us. That's the way that it works. We are dominoes. And if we know Christ as his children and the children of the kingdom, what are we to do? Turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew again and chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. See, sometimes when we're thinking about Christmas, it's good to think about it, but sometimes we, we, we focus on the first few dominoes, and yet we need to remember that this is a part of an effect that goes on over time. But Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5, verse 14, 15, and 16. See, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Now we are the light of the world. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but rather you light a lamp and you put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So here's the idea, verse 16, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The light, men and women and young people, is to be spread through us. Now, I think that has two ideas attached with it. First, we are to look for the opportunity to do good. We are to look for the opportunity to do good. I don't know if you start your week thinking that way, but that's what we are to do. What does it say there? Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so what that means is that part of our job as children of the kingdom is we're look for, to look for opportunities to do good. We're to, we're to do that on our job. We're to do that in our neighborhood. We're to do that looking for the opportunity to do good to those who are hurting and in need. Because we are part of the kingdom, we're to look for the opportunity to do good. I want to share with you a couple of verses Titus 3.8, this is a trustworthy statement that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. You see, as children of the kingdom, we're to look for the opportunity, we're to be very careful to make sure that we engage in good deeds. And then there's a companion verse, in verse 14, our people should not have unproductive lives. They must learn to do good by helping others who have urgent needs. As children of the kingdom, we need to realize we're part of the domino effect, and our life is to bump into other people's lives. We need to look for the opportunity to do good. Second thing, 
a child of the kingdom is to do is to share the message of light, to share the message of light. I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 4.4. It talks about the light, what a great phrase, the light of the gospel. And we have that message, that good news, and we need to share that with other people. How did you hear about it? Someone told you. And as that domino effect happens, we need to share the good news that Christ came to die. He came to die in my place. And He came to die in your place. How long has it been since we just shared that with somebody? Where we just said, you know what? The incredible good news in my life is that Christ came and paid my penalty and died for me. And I couldn't be more excited about that. Last week, Melanie uh, played on the piano, Go Tell It on the Mountain, and I noticed that uh, our choir that we had out in the gathering hall uh, sang that song. That's part of our assignment as children of the kingdom. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. So important to realize that Bethlehem and that star that appeared is just the beginning. And part of God's plan for you and for me is that we would participate in the domino effect. That we would look for the opportunity to do good and we would look for that opportunity to share the message of light with other people. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for this time of year which allows us to refocus and remember some of the pivot points of human history. Father, sometimes we get so caught up with what's going on in life right in front of us, we forget that this is all part of a domino effect that ultimately is going to lead to a worldwide kingdom. But not everyone is going to be a part of it. And we pray for any who are here, who would hear my voice, who have never yet taken that life step to turn to the person of Christ and to trust in Him. We pray that they would do that so that they can become part of the domino effect. And Father, we, we would just pray you'd help us to be real people in the world, to, to remember that you want our life to bump into other lives and to have the opportunity to share the message and have the opportunity to do good so that people, when we do those things, would want to honor the God who ultimately is the one who bled and died for us. We thank you. We rejoice in the person of Jesus and in the star that is going to become a kingdom one day. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.